0: This is Iron Mike Stedman and as always I want to thank you for tuning into my show The Legendary Dog Whistle Brandon. Today on DWB I'm joined by Liz Georgie, co-founder and CEO of Suna Studios, the world's first virtual content studio helping e-commerce merchants sell more online. I first came across Liz after doing some research on Suna for my girlfriend who was in need of some product photos for her company Sincerely Bade. After checking out Suna's website and listening to Liz talk about the brand on another podcast, I was immediately sold. For early stage e-commerce brands, organizing photo shoots can be a pain in the ass between selecting a location, having the right equipment, and moving product. What I like about Suna is not only do they offer fresh and affordable photo and video content, but due to the thousands of brands they're currently working with, they have data and insights on best practices for sales and website conversion, which Liz and I discuss on the show along with the future of e-commerce in general. Whether you're an e-commerce brand or not, you can learn a lot from Liz on marketing, branding, and how to think about content creation. All right, Gunny, you know what to do.
1: Yo! Saddle up! Lock and load!
0: You're listening to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and Flawless Acceleration, where we're building the next generation of confident, resilient, and badass entrepreneurs and brands to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, founder of Ironbound Media, and head of brand at Flawless Acceleration. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes, or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com, to stay up to date on all things DWB and FA. All right. Get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a Dog Whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. Liz, welcome to Dog Whistle Brand. I'm so happy to be here. Liz, I got to tell on myself. All right, you ready for this?
1: Yep. <laughs> so My
0: my beautiful girlfriend, Simone Gates, is a entrepreneur. She mm-hmm. makes homemade candles and wellness balms. Through her company, Sincerely by Day, which we're working on rebranding to something else. Well, anyways, we're having coffee on a Sunday. And she says, Mike, I'm looking at getting these photos taken. What do you think about this place? And she shows me, you know, Suna Studios. And I was like, "Uh, eh, I probably wouldn't do it because I'm like a hell yes or hell no person. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's like, you know, it's like eight hundred dollars, yada, yada, yada. But you know what? I said, let me be open. And this is how I'm an autodidact, Liz. So what do I do? I listen to podcasts, I go to your website. I'm like, man, I really like them. So then I reached out to Liz on LinkedIn and said, hey, my girlfriend is thinking about using your stuff. She had already done it, actually. And I said, I would love to get you on my podcast to talk about Sooner Studios because after actually leaning into the brand, I really believe in what y'all are doing. And I think it's great. So I wanted to get you on the podcast to talk about it.
1: I can't wait to see the content that we create with your girlfriend. I know it's gonna be amazing.
0: Because I know what it's like being a, she's a maker. So we do pop-ups all across New York City. And, you know, when you're doing, you know, maker kind of business model, right? Margins are super thin, right? So I've seen her burned on photos and all this other stuff. So I was a little bit hesitant, but man, you guys are doing an amazing job. And I think it just speaks to the golden opportunity we have to create a more accessible entrepreneurial ecosystem. As long as you have the right mindset. But I'm like, man, we got to connect the veteran ecosystem with Sooner Studios because I think it can help a lot of our entrepreneurs.
1: Absolutely. Whether you're a maker or you're somebody who is thinking about starting a Shopify store or you're somebody who is even just considering turning an existing Etsy business into an Amazon business or an existing Shopify business into a Walmart business, there are so many small businesses, solopreneurs, single founders across this country who are trying to tell their story online. And you and I both know it is extremely hard to do that well. It takes practice. It takes time. And we at Suno really believe that we can help accelerate that process. I have a phrase I like to say at Suno, we help small brands and entrepreneurs make a positive photographic first impression and help you compete at a higher level. I know that you're a boxer, so I'll, I'll use the metaphor. We help makers and small merchants punch above their weight class visually so that they can actually succeed and grow their business.
0: Where does that come from? What made you want to solve this problem for, you know, small business owners and the maker community, et cetera?
1: Well, I spent uh, about seven years working with the biggest brands in the world, brands like Microsoft, Facebook, United Healthcare, helping them create video ads for the internet at my first business. And it was a really great experience. I loved creating commercial productions, but I have to be honest with you. There is only so many ads that you can create for right. really big brands before yeah. uh, your soul starts to go, do I really need to help Facebook anymore than <laughs> yeah. they can help themselves? And so, my co-founder Haley and I actually went on a painting retreat together in Joshua Tree in 2018, and we looked at each other and we said, you know, this is an amazing business. They have such a hard time creating great photography. We had a girlfriend who was starting an online cookie brand, and she was having such a hard time creating great photography. And we noticed that all these amazing makers, these amazing solo founders, they were in this position of either not being able to afford a Lardi, large agency or production company, or trying to do it themselves or find someone to help them do it, and it was a mess. And we said, well, we could solve this. We could bring technology to this. We could make it easy for someone to plan a photo shoot, to do it from wherever they live. You know, so many brands are not started in the major coastal areas. They're started all over the US. And so we wanted to give those brands access to what we call quality content for all, which is our vision here at Suna, which is that every single brand deserves to look its best online. And we want to make that affordable and accessible. And if we're really doing our job, we make it fun as well.
0: How hard was it getting soon off the ground?
1: It was a multi year process, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got the idea in 2018 and we really spent two years just talking to various people in our network about okay, what would it take to build software to help, you know, create a photo shoot builder? What would it take to be able to match a photographer to a brand? How could we do a virtual photo shoot online? You know, we're in this visual room right now looking at each other, but we wanted to do something a little different. We wanted to make photos and videos accessible to our merchants so that they could see their photo shoot in real time from their desk or their phone, wherever they were in the world. And that process was a two-year discovery and MVP creation process. But at the end of that process, we actually applied to Techstars, which is an accelerator that many people are familiar with. And when we got in, that was kind of like, oh, gosh, this is real. We've got to do it now. And so we gave ourselves the challenge by the time we graduated from the 2019 Boulder Techstars class that we were going to publish our beta to the world and start to get feedback. And when we published that beta, you know, in a matter of six months, we had onboarded over 250 merchants. We had done over half a million dollars in revenue, and we just knew we were on to something. And so luck would have it that we launched the business at the beginning of 2020 And a lot of bad things happened during COVID, but one of the positive things that happened for my business was that people were looking for new and interesting ways to get their businesses off the ground, to get their creative produced, and Suna was right there, ready for them with a virtual photoshoot experience.
0: In the podcast, I listened to you. You referenced something to the cloud, right? And it sounded like a new category to me. Uh, I'm a category designer, so I lean in. I was just (laughs) on yesterday with my boy, my mentor, Mr. Christopher Lockhead one of authors are play bigger and we talked for like two hours. So I, my dog whistle is when people start talking about categories and you mentioned something on the podcast, creator to cloud or something. Yeah. Uh, it's
1: called camera to cloud. So what cloud. that literally means is our virtual photo shoot experience, which is really the most wonderful part of the senior experience. It's, a visual ecosystem that allows a brand to actually participate in their photo shoot in real time, no matter where you are. So while we're capturing photos and videos in our warehouses across the country, our customers are on their phones or on their browsers, seeing their content created within 10 seconds of shutter on the camera. And that's possible because of a technology we invented called Camera to Cloud, which allows us to compress those assets in real time, and then display them back to you as you're participating in your photo shoot. And this is a really big unlock for us as a business because we had to use the existing cameras that existed on the market. There was not a really well-enabled Wi-Fi camera on the market. And so we had to really bring a hacker mindset to this concept to really create that possibility. But now that's what runs the vast majority of our experience. And we've deployed it across a variety of types of camera ecosystems. We've used it on photo cameras, video cameras. We're now using it on robotic cameras and 3D cameras. And so the ability to really bridge that gap between the creative process and then the creative experience for our merchants is all driven by SUNY's core technology.
0: Are you a tech founder?
1: I mean, do you have a tech background? So I think I am not a traditional tech founder. But One of the things I say to people is, you know, I've worked my entire career in production And if you've ever handled a professional video camera or if you've ever been on set of a professional commercial production, what you learn very quickly is a couple things. One, there is a lot of equipment. There's a lot of gear. It's a very technical environment. But two, there's also a lot of math. The visual process is a mathematical process. You're figuring out light. You're figuring out sound. You're figuring out exposure. You're figuring out depth of field. These are things that are actually quite mathematical and technical. And so while I don't write code, what I like to say is I'm a technical founder from a creative point of view.
0: Your profile describes you as a media entrepreneur and general badass. I absolutely agree. Cause y'all <laughs> are killing it as soon as i am telling y'all Liz is chill. She's just sitting in her little apartment down in Colorado, you know, <laughs> just chilling. And with what you guys are doing, post your raise as a content creator. Uh, media entrepreneur. I know how hard it is managing so many different things. And you're just like, you're just chilling. Like it's another day at the beach.
1: Well, I get to do this really profound yeah. thing every day, which is I get to go to work and hang out with creative technologists who want to make the internet a more beautiful place. I don't know about you, but there is a lot of negativity on the internet for me. Right now. When I log on to Twitter, it's all nonsense. When I get on Facebook, there is so much hate People are not putting things out there that I think are additive to our human experience. And so when I wake up every single day and I think about what we're doing, we're not only making beautiful things, we're making beautiful things that empower people to live and work in a more effective way and to build the careers and businesses that they've always dreamed of building. To me, I'm contributing something positive to the internet. So I would not say that I'm you know, chilling. I might seem chill, yeah. but I am I am living in a mindset of positivity and I'm living in a mindset of contributing good. And I think when you're in that place, you just feel better about yourself. You feel better about your community and you feel better about your life.
0: And I say that to say I could feel the positive energy coming from you. Like you come out of a place of abundance because, you know, I reached out to you on LinkedIn. You immediately responded to me and you said, I would love to come on your podcast. And I really appreciate that.
1: Well, I really appreciate the invitation. I think every single founder should take this one note out of of my book, which is I'm a really big believer in saying yes to other founders. Founders are people who naturally imagine the best in the world, who naturally aspire to their highest ambitions. If you can't say yes to other founders and you're a founder yourself, are you really thinking about the highest potential? Are you really thinking about, What could potentially be the best possible outcome? I'm a big believer that you probably wake up every single day with the most ambition for your day, trying to make the most of that day. I want to be the part of that for you. And I want you to be part of that for me. And it's what re-inspires me on some level as well. When I spend time with other founders, I can be having the worst day in the world. And I'll be reminded like, wow, what a special thing that we share this bond. We share this concept of wanting to do something good for other people.
0: Man, absolutely. And you work with a lot of these early stage makers, right? And I know what it's like to send product across the world, trust it in somebody's hand to get those photos, and also understand that like there's a lot of noise on the internet. You know, mm-hmm. Gary Vee will have you saying, oh, post a bazillion videos a day every day. <laughs> I'm not a personal fan of that, but one of the things I'm curious to learn from you is what does good creative look like for early stage founders? Because you have worked on some of these large campaigns and you you see a lot of entrepreneurs trying to pretend like they're coca-cola and they're not right no
1: and you don't need to pretend like you're coca cola let's start with that so the first thing i always recommend a founder does when they're starting to tell their story online or they're starting to share the visuals of their brought their brand online is first go beyond one asset you've got to get to five assets why we know that when you get from one to five You actually see triple if not quadruple digit increases in your conversion rate. Consumers shop with their eyes and they want to see what your brand has to offer. The second thing is those five assets, they don't need to all be professional quality. I realize I'm coming to you with a photo studio and video studio that creates professional quality assets, but what I'm about to tell you is you need to mix high and low. High and low is what gives consumers the trust that you're being really honest about what you're making, what you're going to ship to them. The way that I describe it to people is that you don't want your consumer to be surprised by what arrives on their doorstep in a bad way. You want them to be surprised in a good way. And so when you combine high and low, you really give them that expectation management. You allow them to really imagine it arriving on their own doorstep. And then the third thing I always tell folks is you need to put yourself in the story if you can. If you don't have a page on your website about your founder story or your about us, if you don't have that post on your Instagram account that explains your founder story, prioritize that. Get that done. Because here's the deal. We buy from people. People buy from people. And when we miss that step, we actually prevent people from having that opportunity to connect with us. Many makers go to art fairs and to weekend events and festivals to sell their products person to person because it works. It works to connect with another person. When you're doing that online, you need to create that same kind of conversation. Try to share your founding story in an authentic way that just makes people feel excited to buy from you.
0: You mentioned assets. You say you need five different assets. What do you mean by assets?
1: Yes. Yeah, so photos or videos, that's the that's simplest definition.
0: Got it. Okay. So different, give them a different look. And one of the things, and I'm curious to hear your feedback on this, a lot of early stage founders, I've noticed that, like you said, they, they don't, they try to overthink the creative initially, yeah. just to start. Right. Yeah. So like you said, I know you're not Coca-Cola. You know, you're not Coca-Cola. So why are you trying to put out this well-polished everything right out the gate, as opposed to, Hey, this is Mike. I'm coming to you from Newark. We're just at our first pop-up here. Thank you so much for support, yada, yada, yada. But I've noticed that so many people want to come out and position themselves as these premium brands out the gate, but they're bootstrap makers, right? And the whole system isn't even set up to give that luxury experience.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with having aspirations to be, high end. There's nothing wrong with having the aspiration of even having a visual landscape that looks really beautiful and has an aesthetic that is highly curated. There's nothing wrong with that. But what isn't necessarily going to work about that for most makers is it's going to be incredibly difficult to actually stand out from the crowd of other things. In a funny way, the thing that's going to help you stand out is the thing you least expect. And it's usually the most honest story that you have to tell. I tell this story a lot. I have a very good friend who runs a brand called Pepper Bras, and her name is Jacqueline. And Jacqueline has beautiful content on the website, highly polished imagery. But Jacqueline will tell you the most successful piece of collateral they have in their media kit. So all photos, all videos across all their assets is a video of her that she shot at Suna talking about why she started the company. And they use this in ads, they use this with PR, they use this when they submit to different events and to different brands, partnerships. They use it with large retailers. That video is the most successful video. And it's very simple, it's just Jacqueline sitting there talking to the camera, telling her story. And there's a couple of reasons for this. One, it's the truth. It's honest. It's not trying to convince anyone of anything. It's just telling you exactly what is real. The second is that it's not overthinking anything. It's not trying to prove anything to you or try to trick you into thinking that she's Victoria's Secret. She's being honest about the fact that she's a direct-to-consumer small bra company that wants you to check her out and wants you to give it a shot if it might be a good fit for you. I think these are important lessons. These are lessons in authenticity, but they're also just lessons in transparency. I think a lot of consumers got really burned over the pandemic, buying a lot of things online that, you know, showed up to their house and didn't look the way they imagined. Or how many people have bought something for very cheap on Amazon only to discover, oh, yeah, the price did match (laughs) the product. And you don't want to miss on those expectations. You want to exceed expectations.
0: It feels like we're on the I don't want to call it the tail end or maybe we're in the new end of this D to C movement. So, mm-hmm. you know, Dollar Shave Club, what year was that? The 2014, you saw yes. the c brands and, you know, the Shopify platforms and stuff, et cetera. Now we're moving in a new direction. How have things changed, right? Because no longer do people have that just organic Facebook, social media growth. Now you really got to work it.
1: I mean, right now, more than ever, it is so important to build a community around your brand. You have to do things where people aren't just buying from you one time. They're excited about buying from you multiple times. A brand that I love that, you know, in full transparency, I'm an investor in and I just love this brand is a brand called Half Days. Half Days was co-founded by a group of women, one of whom was an Olympian skier who was competing in the Olympics in men's ski wear. And so she brought together some friends after ending her professional skiing career and said, I want to build outdoor apparel, specifically outdoor winter apparel for women's bodies that is at a professional quality level. And this brand went to market with two or three products. And instead of saying, we're just going to try to get Facebook's algorithm to get this to people, we're just going to try to get Instagram to get this to people, they built a community. They built a Slack community. There's a literal Slack channel where Their customers can talk to each other, can ask for product recommendations, can actually share with each other. Hey, I'm going skiing in Vail this weekend. Let's go skiing together. Or, hey, I'm going to be in Jackson, Wyoming. Anyone else live in Jackson, Wyoming? They have a community of people meeting up and they do something called mountain meetups where they will have like cocktail parties on the side of a mountain with their customers. There's another great story though, that I I really can't miss telling you about, which is for another great company called Gales Shoes. That's G-A-L-E-S. You gotta go check out Gales Shoes. Gales is running a totally different playbook. Gales has said, we make the best shoes in the world for nurses and doctors, and we're gonna partner with other medical brands to create product kits, things that go together. So they partnered with a brand called Comrade Socks, which makes medical socks. And this is how brands now are succeeding. They're getting off the internet, they're getting into their community, but they're also partnering with other brands in their community. Instead of just trying to do everything themselves, they're working together, they're sharing customer lists, they're thinking about how can we help each other make a sale versus compete with each other. These are the new rules of direct to consumer today.
0: I can imagine the amount of value that you and your team are adding to these, you know, these D2C brands because you just have so much insight, too. And I started to notice, right, once I connected with you, I started seeing so many makers using Suna Studios. So I follow thing testing. The yeah. account on thing testing. We love I,
1: thing testing. Thing testing is a great partner to see. Are they?
0: I'm trying. Yes. I would love to get them on the podcast, but I haven't been able to track her down on LinkedIn.
1: Let me see if I can help you
0: with that. <laughs> I would really appreciate it. Like I said, I'm an autodidact. And I know the founder of thing testing forgot her name, but she actually wrote a master's thesis on leveraging content and brand building for venture capital firms. And yeah. uh, I wanted to actually read it. So I did my little hun try to hunt it down. I couldn't find it, but I would love to connect with them and get them on the podcast because that's what I use to keep up with all the visual brand identities that are coming out. I mean,
1: Thing Testing is an incredible place to go look at brands that are really emerging and part of the reason why we're big fans of Thing Testing isn't just because, you know, we've worked together in a partnership, but because they've really said Anybody can achieve excellence here. You've just got to work really hard at honing your story and telling your story in an effective way. And it goes back to so many things that we're talking about right now, right? Your story comes from the founder, it comes from the community, it comes from great partnership. And all that stuff is stuff anyone can do. You've just got to keep working at it.
0: You've done video, you've done photography, right? Mm-hmm. I'm an audio junkie, right? Have you seen any opportunities with audio?
1: We've talked about it at various points in time. I think there is going to be some really exciting stuff coming up for us, especially around you know helping our merchants create full content libraries, things that allow them to create every type of content. So audio is an area, but we're also uh, very secretly about to launch an integration with Canva that will allow you to now do graphic design with your Suna assets very seamlessly. We're about to launch a, a product for Amazon that allows you to create infographics for Amazon very easily. So we're really thinking about the full library of assets you need to successfully sell your product online.
0: Did you know sooner would be so successful out the gate?
1: You know, I didn't know it would be so successful so fast. I think I knew, you know, the funny thing is it sounds a little egotistical, but hear me out. I truly believe that the internet is a visual place and I knew that a company needed to solve for creating visuals at scale and no one else was doing it. And so I truly believed there was a billion dollar opportunity here. What I have been amazed by, what I feel so grateful for is how quickly merchants wrap their arms around our business and became champions for our business, because we would not be here without the 15,000 merchants that are using Suna to create their content. They are the thing that have made us so successful.
0: I mean, you're solving a real pain, right? Like it's a pain in the ass getting these photos. <laughs> and getting these videos. Let's be honest. It really is. And you got a one-stop shop that you can actually grow with too. You know, I think about like my accountant, right? Who I started out with when I first launched my business. Been with them for like five years now, right? So you have these opportunities to kind of grow together. Can you talk to us about some of the brands you've had a chance to grow with thus far?
1: Well, like a brand that we're really proud of and we think is just so fabulous is Crocs. You know, Crocs is having an incredible resurgence. They are having a moment where they're back in the zeitgeist for sure. And we're so proud of the creative work we're doing with Crocs because I think that is a brand that has just accelerated again they're kind of having a second you know round of success as a business another brand that we love working with is the sill many people have gotten familiar with the sill because it is a direct-to-consumer home, pro- home plant company. They send beautiful plants to your home. We love the collaboration with brands like the Sill because you know, it starts with five or six plants and now it's dozens of plants that you can purchase from the Sill, which we think is just so positive and is something that adds so beneficially to people's lives. But you know, I also have to tell the story of a brand like Tea Drops. Tea Drops is a brand that I've been familiar with since before I even started Suna. It is a package-free tea company that's really changing the way that people make tea and really making tea fun and approachable for young people. And, you know, we've seen their business just absolutely explode. They've gone from, you know, a couple product images to now being featured by Oprah, being on the Today show, and it kind of comes down to that storytelling component I mentioned earlier. If you're really successful at telling your story and you bring that story, weave it seamlessly into all your visuals, Other people get excited to tell your story. Other people get excited to share what you're doing. And so don't miss that piece because it's the common thread that I've seen across many of our most successful brands is when people are willing to tell a unique and distinctive story.
0: I was going to actually ask you before you brought up crops, right? So you think about in the tech space, right? A lot of these more established companies, they like to do their little design sprints to be innovative, to keep Mm -hmm. up with the best practices of the scrappy entrepreneur. You are launching these brands. You're seeing what's working in the market. I had to imagine that some of these older brands have been around for a while are looking at you and what you all are doing and saying, hey, maybe we need to get in there with Suna. Maybe we need to apply some of their, their best practices as well. Absolutely. One of the things that's really interesting about our business is, you know, we shot
1: 4 million pictures last year. Like, just imagine the data set that we have about what is working, what is popular, what is becoming maybe too popular. What looks new? What could potentially look different? What are we seeing that's different between brands that are on Shopify and brands that are on Amazon? Or even what's different between brands that are launching on Target for the first time versus launching on Walmart on the first time? We learn so much watching what brands are doing. And I think we have a responsibility to share those learnings. And so when you get on your virtual photo shoot with your Suna crew, You know, we're going to ask, where are you publishing this content today? And in your onboarding call, you're probably going to hear a couple of recommendations based on what we've been seeing to help shape what you're doing that day. Obviously, we want to create something that every single brand is proud of and aligns with their vision and their goals. But we also want to make sure that we're not missing the opportunity to say, here's what success looks like on Amazon right now. Here's what success might look like for you if you're launching on Target.com as a third party seller for the first time. Those are important learnings that, you know, a brand like ours is able to offer and hopefully allow merchants to be successful.
0: Now, when you launch sooner, right, your mm-hmm. beachhead market, I'm assuming, were these makers, right? The People creating a lot of creative online. But as you look towards the future, like what other markets are you trying to go after or wrap around this camera to cloud? Who else can benefit yeah. from it?
1: I mean, the first thing we're very focused on is actually helping merchants scale and grow. So we truly believe that if you're very successful with your visual assets, that your pictures will create conversion. There's a lot of research from the National Retailers Association that shows that nine out of 10 purchases online come down to pictures. That They are the deciding factor in whether or not a consumer will purchase your product. And so we want to be the premier partner in helping you grow your business. And if we're really successful at that, and our incentives are aligned will help turn your you know couple hundred a uh, couple thousand dollar store to a many hundred thousand dollar store right and grow with your business but we're also moving up mid market and we're scaling our platform and our technology to help larger merchants be successful too you know i mentioned a brand like crocs because a brand like crocs is releasing products monthly there are new skus coming out all the time our platform scales extremely well for that use case and because we are completely integrated with your inventory, we can track, hey, we've got this inventory in our warehouse. We don't have this inventory in our warehouse. We actually help brands be more agile on the fly. If you want to create a photo shoot at the last minute for your product, you can do that with Suna because we've got tracking of your inventory. And so these are the kinds of things that really help bigger brands continue to scale. And ultimately, you know, the thing I dream about every single day is How do we make it so that our brand at Suna is as big as Shopify, as big as Shippo, as big as Stripe in terms of being that tool, that essential tool that you need to run your e-commerce business?
0: Man, we're in an exciting time, y'all. I'm telling you, because, you know, the bootstrap entrepreneur, you have a chance now to really make a a beautiful brand online with good content, good pictures and stuff, et cetera. And I appreciate y'all for democratizing it. And making it more accessible. And I know that's got to warm your heart. And I'm a social entrepreneur, right? We all, you know, for the longest time, I always thought it was about, you know, oh, you had to have a nonprofit. I never knew that like, hey, you can be social in terms of who you hire. You can be social in terms of your business model. And I know that when I was reading your bio, there's something you're doing to create more equity for females in the venture space. Do you mind sharing about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So many people, if you look up Suna, you'll discover that we've raised $53 in venture capital in total. And we know, and I know specifically, that raising venture capital as a female founder is an extremely difficult journey. Less than 2% of venture dollars that were deployed last year were deployed to female founders. And so far this year, we're only a few months into the year, but the numbers are looking even worse after Q1. And part of that is because there is some inherent bias that exists in the venture industry. Whether or not individual venture funds are willing to admit it, there's a tendency to believe that female founders maybe aren't as competitive or aren't as strong of a bet. And so what we've tried to do here as a co-founding team, myself and my co-founder Haley, is we've tried to say, how can we make this process more equitable and how can we just provide resources and tools for free to female founders to really help guide their process. And so one of the things we introduced is something called the candor clause. And the candor clause is an open source legal disclosure that can be included in any financing transaction with a venture capitalist that allows for the founder to call out the the rules of the game, essentially. What are the things that are going to be considered out of bounds for that particular investor-founder relationship? And this started for me because I was really honestly disheartened to discover that a lot of the discrimination laws that exist to protect founders, business owners in the banking to founder relationship don't apply to the venture to founder relationship. There are actually very few legal precedences that guide that relationship. And so it is not illegal, for example, for a venture capitalist to ask if I'm pregnant or if I have children. It is not illegal for them to ask me, Uh, what my husband does for a living, or to even assume that I have one. It is not illegal for them to ask me you know, what my intentions are around family planning. They're allowed to ask any of these questions. And so the candor clause helps create a protection. It sets an expectation that you won't allow for that kind of discrimination. And while it started with female founders specifically, we've now expanded it to all protected classes. So that includes people who are differently abled, That includes veterans, that includes religious affiliation, that includes issues of race, issues of gender identity. So if you go to candorclause.com, that's C-A-N-D-O-R clause.com, you can actually read the clause, you can download it. And what I recommend is you take it to your business lawyer and you say, I'd like to use this in my future financing transactions just to create a legal protection for myself and I hope people will do that because it's such an important part of making sure that founders are protected and that they have successful relationships with their VCs in the future if they choose to go down that path.
0: Liz, I'm blown away. You are a badass. <laughs> thank you. for making time for this, but all the stuff that you're doing to, I don't know, make the ecosystem better. And the fact of like people like yourself invested in ventures, who knows one day, maybe you'll be a venture capitalist. In your own right and you're going to change a lot of this and so i want to say you know on behalf of the veteran community i'm very happy to have you in our ecosystem we've got veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses tuning in from all over the country all over the world you've helped us by sharing the insights on d2c what you're doing at suna how can this community help you
1: well the first thing i would love is if people would just go to suna.co that's s-o-o-n-a.co check out our business If we look like we might be the right fit for you, I would love if you would create a photo shoot with us. I will give you your first photo free on me. Just use my name, Liz, L-I-Z as a coupon code at checkout. You'll get one free photo on me and we'll give you one free shipping label for your product as well to get it to our studio. And the second thing I would say is please just come follow me on social media, connect with me on LinkedIn. Like you mentioned, my name is Liz Georgie. That's G-I-O-R-G-I. I'm tweeting all the time about resources, help, things that might help founders have a better journey and really just making this internet a little more beautiful for all of us if we can.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And I'll be sure to include a link to both Suna and the candor clause in our show notes. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to sending founders your way. You know, I do business coaching through an organization called Flawless Acceleration, one of my other companies. And then I also work with the University's Heinz Institute for Entrepreneurship and Innovation, which serves veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses all over the New York City and D.C. metro area. And a lot of these are makers and they need photos and I need a place yeah. to send them. And so getting you on this podcast to talk about this has been absolutely amazing. And I look forward to continuing to grow with you. So, again, we appreciate having you. For all our listeners, make sure you subscribe to the Dog Whistle Branding newsletter at the link in the show notes. If this is a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike at weareironbound.com and message me on LinkedIn at ironmikestetman. Until next time, peace, love. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we blend strategy, storytelling, and podcasting to transform veteran-led brands into dog whistles for your perfect customer. We believe that audio is the future of publishing and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is powered by Flawless Acceleration, a new type of coaching organization blending the old school with the new school by providing one-on-one and group acceleration coaching to help you and your team win in business. We're not here to wear name tags, drink stale coffee, and sit in conference rooms telling each other how great we all are. You can do that at your chamber of commerce or some other networking group. We're here to fucking coach. We're proud to support veteran and other badass-owned businesses at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at FlawlessAcceleration.com.